Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Much has been a good week here. It is May 1st. 1998. I can't believe it's May already. That's Happy awesome. May. May is my favorite month. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? Because it's your you birthday. You know why. <laughs> yeah. Because it's your birthday month. Exactly. Celebration all month long for Carol's birthday. You know it. What teenage year is she going to be in her 20s <laughs> or a different age? We don't know. I think I'm going to be 21 forever. Forever 21? That's my plan. Isn't that a store or something like that? Forever 21? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, it should be. <clears throat> forever young. <laughs> I want to be forever young. That kind of reminds me of the episode that we watched. A what? ripe young age. A ripe young age. This little boy was a ripe young age. Yeah. Okay. I had to... T- it took me a second. It took fuck? me a second. And I'm like, what little boy? And I was like, oh, yeah. What do you <clears throat> think a ripe young age stood for? Like, What do you think it referred to? Um, Donna's grandma talking about when she was young. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but. Oh, my God. I've definitely seen a Forever 21 store. I think I, I want to have made that up. But I'm pretty sure that that's right. a clothing brand or something. If you say so. I don't shop there for sure. So, Well, you're Forever 21, though. Maybe you should. <laughs> Maybe I should. You shop at Victoria's Secret, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Anyway, so uh, ripe young age. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I wanted to say about this episode. What? So... It highlights the worst of 90210. <laughs> okay. Where they take a ridiculous, like, fucking situation where David... So, Donna and David are going to meet her grandmother, uh, June Lockhart. Uh, for those of you who are grandpas like me, who remember <laughs> her as uh, Mrs. Robinson, I, I guess, or whatever. The, the mom from... Uh, Lost in Space. Okay, when you said Mrs. Robinson, I was thinking about, like, yeah. you know, the oh, dirty movie. Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Dirty? Yeah. Why? Because uh, Dustin Hoffman gets to fuck Anne Bancroft? Correct. Okay. And then why. marries her granddaughter or her daughter. You know, I've never actually seen the movie, so thanks for the spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then they, and, oh my God, it's one of the, it's one of the creepiest fucking endings to, like, supposedly happy ending to a movie ever. Uh, she's going to marry somebody else when she finds out about the affair and everything. He goes in, stops the wedding. Uh, I think it might, might be the first instance of like, uh, stop the wedding, you know, in a scene in a movie. Like, I think that's where everyone gets it from. They grab, they get on a bus, they leave together because they were originally going to get married. Then he has an affair with her mom. That's the whole story of the movie. Then they get back together. Right. And as they're, they're in the fucking bus sitting in the back. They're leaving, you know, they're they're holding hands. They're going to start their new relationship, all's forgiven and stuff like that. They look like just lost almost and a little depressed. And 
the uh, Simon and Garfunkel's music is used throughout the the movie, like Mrs. Robinson, uh. and it does. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Are you serious? That's what fucking plays over the credits. Yes. Wow. And apparently, the way that they got that um, is that is the way Sidney Pollock got that shot is they just kept the camera rolling. The scene was supposed to be over. <laughs> so Dustin Hoffman and I, the uh, the lady's name escapes me, but are just kind of sitting there like, what do we do now? Kind of like <laughs> and that's how they got that, that effect. That is so funny. But yeah, uh, Robinson, the, Will Robinson was the the boy, little boy on Lost in Space. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. So the mom and dad were like Mr. and Mrs. Uh. Robinson. Wow, yeah, I don't think that's something you come back from. You know, fucking somebody's mom. Like, I don't think you come back from that. By the way, for all you movie geeks out there, where if I got any details wrong, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. But if I got any details wrong, you can come back. Fuck after you. Me. <laughs> that's, that's the only response. Wow. <laughs> how dare you? I love the aggression. <laughs> But <laughs> no mistakes in nine oh two one oh. Um so anyway, uh yeah, so June Lockhart mom from Lost in Space, Billy Moomy's mom from Lost in Space. Yep, she plays Donna's grandma. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why they're going to see her. Just for a visit. Okay. It seems weird. She looks very weirdly disappointed when they say they have a, a <laughs> You're gonna go there already, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, am, I, am I going too quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want me to build up to that? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just she looks really, really weirdly disappointed when she finds out they have a hotel. Mm-hmm. But Donna says, it's not like that, Grandma. Yeah. She's like, oh. oh I was really? hoping you were getting some deep dicking, Donna. Right? <laughs> Do you think... Okay. So... The grandma tells them all about how she met Donna's grandpa. Well, Donna Donna warns David on the ride up. Yeah, that's true. That her grandfather died in World War II. He was a pilot and he died in World War II. And she doesn't like to talk about it. Which is weird. So she's like, when he when they come in, she's like, they're doing small talk and everything. And she goes, you know who you remind me of, David? My fucking uh, husband. <laughs> and she shows him a picture and oh it's so stupid it's the that's what i was getting to it's the stupidest thing sitcoms do it's a picture of david and donna dressed in world war ii garb yeah and it's like if i was in a situation where i was long-term relationship with this woman if i was you know our our long-term relationship right Mm -hmm. we go to meet your grandma and she's like, oh, you remind me of my husband, my late husband. And I looked at a picture and it looked exactly fucking like me. I'd be like, uh, can we get a DNA test? What the fuck is going on? Right. Like, I would be like, we are 100 percent related. Yeah, that would be really creepy. In a very, very personal way related. <laughs> like in a way that I think that maybe my your grandfather's parents were siblings or something. Oh, my God. Like, how strong would the DNA be? See, they, they can't even just make it look vaguely like him. It has to be exactly like yeah. him. It's so well, ridiculous. It's just lazy because they don't want to find somebody who looks like uh, Brian Austin Green and put well, him in the picture. And they wanted them to dress up like like these characters. Yeah, whatever. They want them to dress up and play in World War II garb. So, I mean, that's what happens. They do all these flashbacks, but it's the two of them. Well, because they, they're reading letters from the grandpa. Mm-hmm. 
she gave them the letters and they're like, read them. Which is weird too. Like, I mean, it's nice that she wants to share that with him and, or with them. And like Donna seemed really excited about it and it's her family. But like for David, I would feel like that'd be kind of weird and boring to be like reading somebody's old letters. If it looked exactly like me. I might have questions. I guess that's true. I'd be looking for clues in the letters. (laughs) How are we related? Right. Uh, Does he mention a cousin? (laughs) But um, so they find out that uh, her grandma married the grandpa after knowing him for a week. Yeah. They met the night before Pearl Harbor. Yes. December 6th, 1941. But they got married a week later, so he had nothing to do with Pearl Harbor because he was... (laughs) What? No, he planned Pearl Harbor. That was a secret scene that they didn't show. That's how he really died. They, they they found that out. That was part of the inquiry scene. I had nothing to do with Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it was just a weird way to say that. I don't know. I'm just saying, like it's just it's like when, they weren't in Hawaii, which is where Pearl Harbor is. When they made a point of it, though, didn't you think that it was going to in some way affect him? It did affect him because guess what? After that, December sixth was the last day that the United States was not at war during World War II. He was in the he was in the fucking Air Force or the Army Air Corps because I don't think the Air Force existed at the time. Mm. Um, so. Right after that, he fucking went to Europe. Okay, so like if Pearl Harbor hadn't happened, exactly, he might still be. Alive. He would have still been there. Gotcha. And he could have given uh, he could have given June Lockhart slash Tori's mom or grandma all the sex that she wanted, and then she wouldn't be such a horny old. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad though. Like, okay, they get married, and apparently their wedding night was their first time, and it may have been the last time. Because he left, like, right after they got married. Right, and she got pregnant that she, one time. Yeah, she was pregnant. Now, it had been long enough for her to know she was pregnant, so, I mean, it must have been a couple weeks at least. Yeah. but So she probably had sex more than once. But still, they didn't get to have much sex. No, not at all. And she was pregnant when he left, and she wrote him letters, and he never got to meet the baby because he died the day before he was supposed to come home. Right, of course, because that's how it always goes. It's my last mission. I'm so excited. I'll be I'll be coming home to you. Uh, my last mission seems fine. It's uh, my plane's loaded with explosives. I'm right. supposed to <laughs> crash it into uh, the enemy, but I get to ditch right at the last second. So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, then he says, you know, if anything happens to me, I want you to like move on or whatever and find yeah. a father for our daughter and a husband yeah. and stuff. Have a bunch of sex. We know how good at you are, even though you, you've only been with me. I, I I don't know if she ever did remarry, though. Let me ask you a question real quick. She didn't. Let me ask you a question. Sad. Let me ask you a question real yeah. quick. If, it, like, let's say it's the 50s or whatever, right? Or the 40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you and your, your betrothed are both supposed to be virgins, told each other you're both virgins. You have that wedding night. You don't really want it to be that good, right? <laughs> because if it's super good, then you've got to be like, mm, you're a virgin, huh? You sure about that? You sure about that? I, I guess. You know, like, like if she was super great at sex. So it's like they might have had sex, you know, a handful of times or whatever, but it had to be a handful of like kind of disappointments. Right. That's true. I mean, two virgins... Don't 
know what they're doing. It's nah. the blind leading the blind. Absolutely. It's no good. No bueno. No. Not like us. Seasoned pros. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't... Did, <laughs> never mind. When you've, you have... You had a very pointed look on your face when you turned to ask whatever you were going to ask. What were you going? What are you going to say? I don't want to ask it no. right now. I'll ask you after we're done recording. All right, you sure? Yeah, I can. I can mute it. We'll no, be, I, I, I'm we'll, good. I'm good. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, everybody! It's your favorite podcasters, Mark and Carol from Retro Leafy Podcast. Hey, what's up? We're uh, just popping in here real quick to let you know about our Patreon, patreon.com slash Retro Late Fee. Do you love Retro Late Fee and just wish there was always more? Because there is more over there. We've got Back into the Future, where we talk about regular stuff from nowadays. Right. We've, we've got Lost in Time, where we go, we appear anywhere in time and one year. Yeah. Maybe one we'll d- do Shakespeare someday. One day, Exactly. <laughs> One day, one year, and we record our thoughts on that like it's the regular podcast. Uh, And as a special for you guys, if we get 100 Patreon uh, subscribers, subscribers, Carol, tell them what they'll get. So some of you have asked about bringing back the mixtape. The mixtape is where we talk about music that's popular 25 years ago. Correct. And it was actually one of my favorite segments to make, so I would love it if you guys would subscribe so we can make it again. Yeah, if we get 100 Patreon subscribers, we will bring back the mixtape, so go to patreon.com slash retrolatefee, help support us and this uh, beautiful creation that we put out for you every week. So we can keep making more and more episodes. Soon it'll be every day. All right, now back to your regularly scheduled program. Later. What commercial did we slide in there? I have no idea, but I'm sure it was great. <laughs> okay, so Mark said he's okay with me asking him on air. So, mm-hmm. uh, when you lost your virginity, yeah. weren't you both virgins? Yes. Was it super disappointing sex? <sighs> it wasn't good. Like, now that I've had, no offense if, if she's listening, uh, but <laughs> since, since I've had other sex, it... I've had much better sex. Right. It wasn't terrible, but it it wasn't great. It gets better as you learn stuff. I assume for her, she'd probably say it was pretty disappointing. <laughs> because she didn't uh, come to fruition if uh, you, you catch my trip. Oh, God, no girl does on their first time. I mean, they're lucky if they're not in pain. Right. And she, maybe she was, I don't know. Yeah. So... My first time, we were supposed to both be virgins. Oh, yeah. But it was kind of that situation. Not that it was great sex, mm-hmm. but he corrected my positioning, so. <laughs> that, that almost sounds like, that almost sounds like a dork, though, that has, like, uh, a bunch of, like, schematics, like, taped up to his wall. <laughs> so sex goes like this. First you're here, then you're here. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, and it wasn't like like thirty seconds long. Like you know, it's supposed to be the first time. So, yeah, I think he lied. Okay, I, I strongly suspect that he lied. Liar. 
<laughs> you know who you are, too, you fucking liar. Right? <laughs> Any- wasn't, wasn't me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So Donna's grandma talks about this whole romance. There's all the letters. Mm-hmm. David reminds her yeah. of, you know. Always something there to remind her. She talks to Donna right before they leave. Mm-hmm. And again, as per usual, I was starting to fall asleep. <laughs> but it gave me the impression that she was kind of telling Donna it was okay to sleep with David. So this is what she said. She said, get that big dick action. She did not. I saw the bulge in his pants. <laughs> No, she's so just gross. she's fucking. She is horny as shit. She's she had sex like a dozen times <laughs> uh, in 1941, <laughs> like 55 years ago. Okay, just because she didn't remarry, I'm sure it doesn't mean she didn't ever have any more sex. Well, I don't know. I had an aunt whose name I won't say, but uh, before she died, uh, one of my other relatives asked her if she was a virgin, and. Essentially, her answer was, we didn't do that. I never got married, which we all knew. Right. And you didn't do that in in my time. So I think she was. Like, I think that was her way of saying it without saying it because, you know, it's just like not something you talk about, I guess, for that age. Or she didn't want to tell you she did. So she said things that were because she didn't want to lie. So she said things that were true, which was that she never got married, mm-hmm. and that in that time you didn't have sex if you weren't married. I hope she did. I honestly do. right. <laughs> I, anyone that dies a virgin, it's like uh, experience life, guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like have sex willy nilly or whatever, but well, yeah, don't run out and get laid just to get laid. That's not good. But anyway, so what happened was is that. Donna's grandfather had a lucky cross that he wore mm-hmm. with him during the war. And he, he, the cross was like clutched in his, his dead hand after he was shot down and stuff. And she says, hey, you're wearing that the cross. And she's like, the cross you gave me for communion? And she's like, yeah, my mom didn't tell me. Well, I didn't tell her. No one knew except for me. And she's like, I wanted you to give the bravery or whatever. And she's like, yes, bravery. And David's like, she's already brave, like like the guy that looks exactly like me. <laughs> and so then they leave. And when they leave, she doesn't really say like, hey, yeah, she should have sex with him. She kind of intimates that it's like she doesn't think it's that big of a deal throughout the entire episode without really coming out and saying it. But it's subtly hinted. It's actually one of the subtle things they do in this episode, which there's not a lot of. Uh, and then when she when they leave, when they're standing there. And they're kissing and everything. She's holding the cross. Mm -hmm. And she says to David, this was a symbol to me of like purity and like, you know, like all this stuff and everything. She's like, that's what I took this for when I got it. But really, it's a symbol of like bravery and being bold and making your own way and stuff like that. And she was like, I think that, um, you know, maybe it's time that I live my my life my, on my terms essentially um other than trying to like please her mom and everything so it's intimated that i think she's going to i don't know if she's going to actually lose her virginity but like start to hmm well i mean 
how long is uh, her dad's like thing good for? Where he made her promise that she wouldn't, you know, have sex on the show or whatever. Oh, oh, you're talking about it. Okay, you're talking about. It. <laughs> I guess I was that was a so really confused. poorly stated thing. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if like I don't think she had to sign a contract. How long is it good for? <laughs> Donna, sign it. <laughs> Like, I mean, uh, Tori, because that's her real name. Well, I mean, like, would he have to give permission? Like, I... She kind of had a sex scene. I mean, she was the grandmother, but they do the tasteful 1940s thing where they pull back and, like, she's yeah. letting her dress fall. You don't see anything but her back. But, like, it's very intimated. They boned. So, like... True. I mean, she kind of had one not as her character. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. I mean, they are married or whatever. But so I, I think it's going to happen soon. I hope so. I'm just so tired of her being a virgin. It's just, I mean, it's been too much a part of her character for too long. Agreed. I mean, she is much older now than when yeah. she started when she started the show. Yeah, it was fine when she was, you know, in high school. Mm-hmm. But she's graduating from college. Yeah, like let the girl have sex. Exactly. You know she is in real life, Aaron. I know you don't want to think about it, but she, you know she is. She has fake breasts. Do you think she got those just for decoration? Right. I don't think so. Just so my clothes fit better, Dad. Right. Um. Okay, so that's their story. Yeah. That's most of the story. However, there's a little bit more. Like, like now, you mentioned the child. for the rest of the story. Right. So Kelly wakes yeah. up and you finds. Don't know who that is? Do you? That's no. Paul Harvey. Who's Paul Harvey? Uh, he's a, uh, a fucking radio like person- from the forties personality. No, no, no. He's from now. <laughs> I mean, from probably like the sixties to now. But see, Grandpa. And now for the rest of the story, I can't really do a good Paul Harvey, but he he sounds like this kind of. Anyway, okay. Good. Kelly wakes up in the morning and finds a little boy sleeping on the deck on, like, one of their lounge chairs. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird interaction the whole time. Like, she handles this very differently than, like, how I would have handled this. It reminds me of the little kid in that movie that we didn't see called Blank Check. Okay. Where apparently one of the plot points of that movie is that he kisses a full grown adult woman. Ew. On the lips. Gross. Like he's going to bang this adult woman. Gross. And this kid is like, I don't know, 11? Well, I didn't get any of those creepy ass vibes. What I kind of did a little bit. You did? A little bit. Why? I don't know, just the way he was looking at her. Ew. Well, she's pretty, whatever. But I don't, I mean, he wasn't going to kiss her. Ew. No, that didn't happen. But I was, I was afraid Things were going to go down that road. At no point was I afraid (laughs) (laughs) that things were going to become untoward between Kelly and the child. But yeah, that's the plot of that fucking movie. This guy finds a blank check. This kid finds a blank check and just writes, oh, fucking million dollars and takes it to a bank. And it just so happens that bank account does have a million dollars. Wow. Because it's some fucking corrupt business people or something. I don't know. That's insane. And then he gets to make out with an adult woman. Gross. And they filmed it. And the and uh, writers wrote that and were like, okay, that's cool. And then um, fucking a bunch of people read that through a read through, read through and no one was like, 
uh, but we shouldn't do this, right? And then a fucking director filmed it and a cinematographer lit it and everyone was like, yeah, this is cool. He's kissing this adult woman. And then editors <laughs> put it through their editing machine was like, <laughs> do we edit this out? Because it's out absolutely fucking horrifying. And they're like, no, no, keep it in. It's good. <laughs> so many wow. people had to approve that decision. Right. That's crazy. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, she finds a little boy. Yep. She finds a, she finds a little boy in the street, <laughs> picks him up, puts him in her pocket, and is like, hmm, this is mine, though. Give you a little M&M. He, he says that, like, his mom was supposed to pick him up on the beach, but, like, she just didn't show up or whatever. Yeah, mom's just out. You know, you know how moms are. They just forget their kids a lot of times. Like, what the hell? And then she's just like, hey, come inside. And she like. See, exactly. That's what I was afraid of, too. She feeds him and talks to him. She spends the whole day mm-hmm. hanging out with this kid who's obviously lying to her. And this is a very Brian or Brian. This is a very um, Brandon like react, yeah. reaction to this yeah. situation. Well, maybe they're soulmates and they should be together. Right, exactly. Even though fucking <laughs> God, I can't even. I what? can't even. What say is it. happening, Luke Perry? fucking had a vision that, that they were soulmates and they had past lives together. <laughs> Whatever. Remember when that yes. happens? I remember. That was bad. This show's so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Like, she takes the kid to the beach. Yep. She takes the kid to the peach pit. She says, I'm going to take you to the peach pit. I'm going to buy you a milkshake, but then you got to start telling me the truth. And Dylan's like reincarnated. I think... Dylan's dead, and this is the kid reincarnated. He's like, I'm a good surfer, and I'm going to surf all the time. <laughs> Let's go to Mexico. I've got my dad's watch. So it turns out that he has run away from Arizona. Phoenix, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Because she, she finds a bus ticket in his stuff. And uh, she calls, finally, the police. Yeah. And Claire's appa- like, as soon as she sees the kid, Claire's pulls her aside, and she's like, uh, call the fucking police. Right. And Kelly's just like, oh, why? You know, <laughs> whatever. I have a child now. <laughs> and the kid, like, the police shows up with social services. And the kid's so pissed. And he's like, I could have stayed here. And it could have been, you know, good. And, you know, we could have hung out and gone to the beach all the time. And you said she should have kept him. Well. I think you were very tired, but you did say that. <laughs> I did. Because, I mean, like, she could have. She has, like, the money to raise a child. Yeah, but she's a fucking 21-year-old woman with no husband. You know, like, she like she doesn't have a job yet. Yeah. Like. I mean, I know it may, doesn't make sense and she did the right thing for her or whatever. But it's yes. still, like, I feel bad a little bit for the kid. Because who knows too. what's going to happen. Like, and she, he was very portrayed. Like, they, they took him and they're like, oh, we're going to take care of you now. But what they did was they took him to a fucking shelter. Yeah, thanks. And left him there, and he ran away from the shelter. So he's just out on the street again. And this is the thing. It's like, you know, kids get taken away from bad situations and put into the foster care system, and then bad shit happens there. Yeah. It's, like, very rare in in my limited, you know, knowledge uh, (laughs) that a child goes into the system and has a great experience and comes out unscathed. Yeah. So, yeah, for Kelly to be like, hey, uh, 
here, take this child away. And it's just, but I didn't she, like it. But she didn't know. She didn't know that was going to happen. I know. And then when it does happen and the guy comes back, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, yeah, sorry, we, we misplaced him. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, you know, it happens sometimes. He's like, we tried our best. I mean, kind of. We left him there and just took off. <laughs> it's like, it's not a jail. It's a shelter. Right. What the fuck? And then she's like, she's pissed. He's like, oh, I can understand why you're mad. He's like, but hey, if, uh, if he comes back, give me a call. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's not happening. So, and then that's actually where the episode ends. There's more to talk about. But that's the last thing that happens in the episode and I feel like we will, that will carry over. We'll see this kid again, I think. Yeah, I think Kelly will probably go look for him, and she might find him because she knows the places he wanted to go and be and stuff. Right. And then maybe she'll find out, she'll probably find out why he ran away and who his parents are and right. solve the whole problem and take him home herself. Exactly. The, uh, they, the police said they had no record of anyone in Phoenix matching his description missing. So, either he wasn't reported missing for whatever reason, because his family's a bunch, bunch of losers or something, yeah. um, or they suggested that maybe it was a changeover, like he came from somewhere else and he changed over in Phoenix and then went to L.A. and Maybe he's from Minnesota and he'll know Valerie. Oh, no, she's from Buffalo, but <laughs> oh, well, she yeah. grew up in Minnesota, then she moved to Buffalo to get molested, and then... Right. But yeah, so, I don't know, maybe... Speaking of Valerie, yeah. she's got her, her eyes on a new guy already. That's right. I almost forgot about this. Like, she she just broke up with the other guy last episode, I think. Yeah, because he reminds her too much of her dad that molested her. Yeah. So, this guy's trying to get into the club, but they're telling him he's not on the list. And he's just like, well, my manager said I was. And he starts like, he's, he's like, whatever. He's supposed to be with the Quentin Tarantino party. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino's fucking going to this. Fucking <laughs> Peach pit after club. dark. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Sure. So. He's there. He's in there. He's like, let me tell you what I love about this place, Valerie. <laughs> there are so many feet, but we should have shoes, uh, not optional off. Must be off. <laughs> shoes at the door in this club, Valerie. Let me tell you, I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we didn't get to see Quentin Tarantino, unfortunately. Oh, my God. There was not enough cocaine in the budget for Quentin Tarantino <laughs> to be on the show. Um, but, yeah, he, like, sulks off, you know, and she's like, who is that? And he's some fucking movie star. Yeah, she, somebody says, somebody's like, oh, dude's a fucking, he's going to be in a new movie and he's going to be a fucking star. And uh, she's like, oh, my God. And then she starts. Then, and then, like, it's like her water breaks. There's just <laughs> a puddle underneath her on the sidewalk. Yeah, she's looking at him like he's something to eat, for sure, as he's walking away. Yep. And um, she finds him, right? Yeah, she finds him. That's correct. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how stalkery and fucking. It's that like is. when you when you're when you're friendly stalking someone, <laughs> she finds him. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But she does. She she she's like, well, I've got my ways. She talked to a fucking what's his name, Boonzy. Oh, thing? Jonesy. Jonesy. <laughs> she thing. used Jonesy for the shit. I no, you didn't fall asleep that hard. Jonesy wasn't in the episode. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say I was a little worried. Jonesy comes out. He's like, I, I was hanging with Tarantino. <laughs> but no, I mean, like she says, she has her ways to find find him or whatever. Yeah. She tracks down his phone number somehow. 
Oh yeah, she just calls him. Oh yeah, and then he, he's, she's like, "Hey, you remember me?" And he's like, "Yeah, from the club last night." Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What in the fuck? Like, how do you know a stranger's voice after you spoke three sentences to each other? Right. He's just that's how good of an actor he is. He just knows. It's ridiculous. Do you think it was a good guess, or did she like rub her breasts against the phone? <laughs> he was like, "I under, I, I recognize that muffle." I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. That you meet somebody and the next day they call you and you're just like, oh yeah, that's you. No, there's there's no way. But that's what we're supposed to believe happens Her here. Her voice isn't that unique either. No. Well, she's like, hello, <laughs> right. Randy or whatever <laughs> whatever his name. I can't remember his name. Nah. Um, so he invites her to the set of, he's like, he's doing some kind of he's doing voiceover work. Yeah. He calls it the dubbing station or whatever, but it's ADR. It's uh, additional dialogue recording. But yeah, he's he's doing a kissing scene. Yeah. So she's watching him make out with a girl on screen while he's saying stuff over it. And again. Yep. They're like, <laughs> ma'am, there's electronic equipment around here. Right. Control yourself, please. <laughs> and uh, then they go out to lunch. And, sh- and like he even says it was so funny. Like I don't remember what she said to him. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting there and you're like, she's so aggressive. And like the next thing he says to her is, you're aggressive. <laughs> She was, too. She was like, because she's all like, uh, she's like, um, oh, you know, they say the difference between an amateur and a professional is amateur can, uh, or a professional can do that again or whatever, the kissing thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fucking come over here. Give me your tongue. Yeah. Well, she should say, give me your aggressive. tongue. No, she should say that. I, I thought, I, see, I wouldn't look at that and be like, oh, you're aggressive. Like, I thought that was a decent line, honestly. Like, <laughs> But it's. You don't expect, I mean, I guess if you look like a fucking Greek Adonis like this asshole does <laughs> with his chin dimple and and fucking, you know, like carved features, then yeah, maybe you get women's like using lines on you all the time and stuff like that. But most guys are not used to women directly hitting on them yeah. that hardcore. That makes sense. So, yes. Yeah, Thanks. So like, what? <laughs> Thanks for saying it makes sense that I don't get hit on like that, but no, this guy I would. didn't. That's not what I'm saying made sense. What I'm saying makes sense how long is that most <laughs> that most guys uh-huh. aren't used to women hitting on them sure, like that. Right. That makes sense. That's all. Like, I'm, this has nothing to do with like, oh, he's hot. And, and at no point did you say or did I think or anything that you're not hot. You are super fucking hot. And... I did come on to you, like a lot, actually, when we first started dating. So that is true. I don't know where you're getting this shit from. That is true, you did. Although, you know, I mean, even when I was, like, young, I was, uh, I think I was a little aggressive in general, like, you're younger. You're still young. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, when you were eight. I was a little Valerie-esque. <laughs> well, that's why I, I, that's why I said at the beginning that she reminded me of you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she's making out with a new guy now, basically. I mean, there's not that much going on there. It's just her new love interest, but it's fast and weird. Yep. That's the title. That's the title of Valerie's autobiography. (laughs) Fast and weird. Right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, what else is going on? (laughs) 
I, I vaguely remember Brandon and Tracy being in this episode. They but, were, yes. And Tracy was gone at the beginning of the episode. Steve was there, too. Yep, they we all were three of them were there. You're right. You were there. Exactly. <laughs> it's like in the, the Tommy Boy, that movie, remember? It was like, uh, he says, like, uh, I mean, Frank, I lost, like, he's t- talking about, like, how the connection he has with the town. He's like, Frank, I lost my virginity to your daughter. And he looks and it's like, what the fuck? Wow. And he's like, Jim, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, uh, Steve has a project due for school. He needs to film an infomercial. Oh, and he needs to use... The- <laughs> you sounded like Marley Matlin for a second. The deaf, the, that? the deaf actress from the twenties. No, what the fuck? She was in Children of a Lesser God in like I don't know eighty nine or something like that. She won an Oscar. <laughs> okay, but you sound. You sound <laughs> no offense, Marley Matlin, but this is how she sounded like trying to speak Mitchon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just what Marley Matlin sounds oh like. My I'm God. sorry, she's deaf. You know, they, they can't hear their own voice. It makes sense. Anyway, uh, so he needs to make an infomercial for his class, and he needs to use the studio to do it. Brandon is supposed to have a date with Tracy, who, as I mentioned, is not there at the beginning of the episode, right. but is going to come. Is she now? Well, <laughs> she's going to arrive uh in in, later in the the day or something like that and they're supposed to have this date and brandon's like okay look i'll fucking help you but i'm supposed to have this date like a couple hours it's it Mm -hmm. and he's like okay so he gets claire to be his little i don't know french maid yeah he dresses her up like a french maid that's just a fantasy well you know that they have that costume on hand oh 100 so that, that was an easy thing and uh she, he's like, uh, fucking, this is a cleaner. It's, mm-hmm. it's like Steve. Sanders cl- cleaner or whatever. Yeah, Sander clean or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so, but he doesn't actually invent a project or a, a thing, uh, which, I, a product, which I don't think he needs to, because I'm pretty sure he said it was a, for a media class. So I think it's just all about the presentation. Which, it doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, I guess it would make sense if it was an acting class, but Brandon's the one in the booth doing the, you know, actual recording work. But I stuff. think he's supposed to be doing that. I but think he's Brand- in it. I think, Brand- but I think he's supposed to, like, edit and still, like, like afterwards. Okay. I think Brandon's doing part of his work for him. Oh, well, that, that happens. So... Uh, you know, he's doing all this stuff and, uh, he's like, oh, you know, whatever. What's he call her? I can't remember. It doesn't. Yves or something. I don't know. It doesn't sound. The, that's what struck me. I think it starts with a C, but it's not Claire. And it didn't strike me as a French name. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Clarion or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, she's like, uh, oh, we, we, and he does the Gomez Adams thing. Oh, that, <laughs> the French, you know, and starts like kissing her. And then in the booth, fucking. Brandon and Tracy just can't keep their hands off each other. Yeah. So they're making out, rolling around the fucking booth. And well, everything. they're supposed to be having a date. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, all of a sudden Claire's like, what the hell is this stuff? Yeah, she's she's using this chemical that Steve supposedly invented to wipe off this counter. Because it's supposed to clean. And it sticks to it like glue. 
And she can't get her hand off of the rag, mm-hmm. and she can't get the rag off of the counter. So they're all stuck together like super glue. And he's like, well, I, I just I just mixed a bunch of stuff from the janitor's closet together. What a fucking idiot. Right? Like, he could have made... And he could have made napalm. He could have made fucking anything <laughs> and killed all of them. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, here, Claire, just stick your hand in it. Right. Oh, uh, I, I made phosphine gas. Like, what the... F- this is mustard gas, everybody. Like, what the fuck? I mean, luckily, it turns out that warm water was able to, you know, get her free, but... Yeah. It could have been really bad. Yeah. And she could have chemical burns on her hand. Yeah. You don't just randomly mix chemicals. No. Like, this is something that you know when you're nine. Exactly. Yeah. Steve is not bright at all. I feel a little concerned that he's graduating with an actual degree. Me too. But so, they he dubs over it. Mm-hmm. More additional dialogue recording for, for I, guess, I guess this is the episode for uh, editing geeks out there. Sound editing geek specifically. Yeah, now it's Sanders glue and adhesive or whatever. Yeah, Sanders stick or something like that. Sanders stick, yes. And he just keeps saying, he's like, oh, stick to this. Yeah, like, this isn't your audition to do commercials. I don't know. And then he asks everybody, he's like, what would you give it? And they're like, "Uh, C, C minus. Right. And he's like, those are passing grades. I'll take it. And. Claire says A plus for effort and because the glue made me super horny or whatever. <laughs> and she was like, come on, and grabs them and they go to the other room to fuck. And then Tracy says to Brandon, hey, I have a fantasy. Let's go uh, finish what we started in the mm-hmm. control booth. So they're going to go have sex in the studio. Yeah, hopefully on camera or whatever. <laughs> so everybody's just getting lucky. Yep, except for Kelly. Yeah. And Donna. Well, and good. Donna's grandmother. But Donna probably will get lucky soon. So. Hopefully. Oh, uh, yeah. And David looked pretty pleased when she was saying, giving that speech, too. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. Right. Sounds good. <laughs> I seriously think, though, if they start having sex, like, that it's going to make their relationship better, don't you? Yes. So. I think it makes every relationship better, Carol. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, But, yeah. That, I, I hope it happens soon. I don't want to worry about them anymore. So just put them together and make them just uh, make them a stable, permanent couple from now on. Yeah, it's we, okay to have that. That we don't have to worry about. Everyone else can be in relationship crisis or whatever. <laughs> we don't. We don't need. We just. We need a stability it to juxtapose nice. against everyone else. But anyway, that is the episode, Carol. It is. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Do it. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.